Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bloke and the Bird Show. That's right, two weeks in a row, we did a show. Whoa. It was, it was looking kind of touch and go this weekend, too. Okay, <laughs> up to about 15 minutes ago, it was a little touch and go if this, this show was actually going to happen. So Now, the question is, since I, I don't think at all this year, well, since the, the COVID break, I don't think that we have managed to do three shows in a row in quite a while. So we'll see what happens next weekend. We're hopeful. We're going to try. It is our intention to go for three. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, is it really possible that we have not done three in a row this whole year? Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was four. But for some reason, I seem to think it was three. <laughs> wow. You're not planning on going anywhere next weekend, are you? Because uh, that'll screw things up. No. No, I'm not planning on going anywhere. Now, remember, also this weekend, it is a race weekend. It is Turkey, and the pictures have been popping up on social media for the last couple of days of the teams and the trucks arriving. Oh, and there's one other piece. So, Alpha Tori, I guess, earlier today, as we're recording this, and we're recording on Monday, we're a little late, um... Alpha Tori was out with a car. I don't know if it was a current car or a previous generation car. It may have been at most a year old, but it's wearing the Alpha Tori livery. They were, had the car out on the streets of Istanbul today doing some photography work, some video work for some promotional stuff. And the car broke down. Oh no, and not an F1 driver was driving? I, possibly. <laughs> I mean, I was I was instantly reminded of F1 Festival Chicago where not an F1 driver kept breaking the car. Um, but there were many pictures on social media of the car first being pushed by many engineers down the road and then being loaded on the, the flatbed. And it looked like it was one of the English style flatbeds where they don't like drop the bed and winch it up onto it but it was the crane that came down and picked the car up and dropped it onto the flatbed yeah it was one of those type things but lots of pictures of the car being helped away from the scene of the issue the really critical question that we have to ask that we need reporters on the ground in istanbul is how large was the cheers for the tow truck driver I mean, we've been at these events. We know that the tow truck driver is very popular. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, huge cheers for the tow truck driver when all the not an F1 drivers broke the cars. And by the way, this was not an Alpha Tori's official feed that I saw. Really? They didn't put it in, in their own other search? channels that um, they suffered some mechanical difficulties on the streets of Istanbul. They did not put that in their own social media feed? No. That seems so random. Now, Mercedes did post that they were doing some clean out at the factory. And one of the items that they found. What did they find? Given the history of the factory. What did they find? Um, the world championship winning Braun GP car driven by Jensen Button. <laughs> <laughs> that was just tucked away under a pile Tarp. of papers somewhere Tarp. just in a corner somewhere what is that thing over there we don't talk about it 
<laughs> we do not discuss what's under the tarp. Do not look. No. Well, it, it, it was more like um, kind of an American, as much as I hate American pickers, kind of the American pickers thing where somebody was wandering through the, the dusty warehouse and they were, oh, this looks cool. This, Hey, what's under here? Whoa, look at that. <laughs> All righty. Well, at which point the the guy looked at it and, and gave them a ridiculously undervalued. We'll give you twenty five pounds for that. Yeah, we'll give you twenty five pounds, and then goes and sells it for forty million dollars. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to know that Mercedes is doing some uh, fall COVID cleaning. I mean, everybody else in the entire world has cleaned their closets during COVID. It's nice to see that Mercedes is finally doing theirs. Yeah, at some point they had to they had to do that. I mean, you cannot keep piling up championship-winning cars. That's the thing is, that, well, they, they had they're to find, running out of room. They had to find room for the cars and the trophy. Yeah, I mean, that they was, are yeah. running out of room for championship-winning cars. That's what it was: is they were cleaning up to expand the trophy case. Yeah. Hey, what's over in this corner? <laughs> <laughs> Jensen's like, uh, uh, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jensen and Ross. Yeah. Both of them. Exactly. So, to start with, though, we have some breaking news. So this is as of an hour before we record. And again, we were recording on Monday, normally we record on Sunday. But an hour before this, we got word that the 2021 Formula One schedule is going to drop tomorrow on Tuesday. So you'll know about this. However, the big shocker, the breaking news that we are bringing to you right now that you may already know about by the time we get posted, <laughs> but we are bringing it to you right now is that the... Vietnam Grand Prix has been scrapped and will not feature on the 2021 calendar. Okay, so is it scrapped or delayed? Um, at this point, all we know is it's outright, it's a cancellation, um, will not feature on the calendar. Um, the word is that it has been scrapped not due to COVID-19. And this is why we, we don't know if we will ever see it at this point. It is not due to COVID-19, but due to political issues surrounding holding the race. Uh-oh. Now, we know that the construction work is done. So the circuit's been completed, and, and it's mostly a street circuit. Mm-hmm. But all the construction work that was needed, including the grandstands and everything, is done. So it sounds like the Vietnamese have just kind of... Wasted a lot of money. Well, I hope that they have not. I hope it's just a matter of there's something else at play here, but we shall see. Um, I just also need another clarification point. Okay. We're recording on Monday. Mm -hmm. This is breaking news of an hour ago, our time in real time for the recording. Yes. But you do know that the podcast isn't live, right? Right. And you won't get it up until... Tomorrow. 
about 24 hours from now. Hey, it's a big deal for us. Remember, <laughs> one of our slogans is that when news breaks, yeah, we see it too. <laughs> 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 we, we fix it I mean, <laughs> we bring a broom <laughs> <laughs> we ask them why did you do that you knew better you've done this before this should not be a surprise um okay so again this uh, the, we look uh, at the pieces and, and laugh i mean <laughs> so this is breaking news for us for now. us but all now. of our listeners have probably already seen this news and are like, you guys are 12 hours behind the curve. Well, if they don't follow all the Formula One news sources, this is a surprise. You mean more Remember, people get their <laughs> F1 news? <laughs> more, no, it's, it's more Americans get their F1 news from us than any other nationality. That's... Exactly. <laughs> wow, your participle is dangling there. <laughs> could you could you put that away? It, it's either that, or if you remember what I think it was NBC used to do with their must see must see Thursdays in the summer, and they were airing the repeats. Oh, if, if you didn't see it the first, first time, time, it's new to you. you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so if you have had your head in the sand, I mean, honestly, we have to admit that the the global news cycle has been such that some people have just wanted to run away from the news. There's so that too. Possibly your if you are getting your news from us, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm okay with the Formula One news coming from us. That's cool. If you're tr- coming to us for other news, you're in the wrong place, man. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty much, it, unless it's limited to what we bought at Costco and my random travels. Um, yeah, I mean, we, have, we haven't even kept up with Bakewatch. Bakewatch? Uh, bake yeah, that too. Bakewatch, really? With Bake Off this year. Wow. Yeah, truthfully, you are so behind in the streaming, it's not even funny. I mean, we watched the Great Pottery Throwdown, what, a month after it started? I know. But we caught up to the end. We did catch up to the Great Pottery Throwdown. Are they going to do another one? I have not seen it. Or is it canceled for COVID? Because the world is canceled for COVID. Well, you know. Anyway. They could do Bake Off during COVID. They can do a Pottery Throwdown. Yeah. The one I really loved was the hot box. Uh, Was the glass box? That one's on Netflix. That was good. That was a lot of so fun. So that was Blown Away, yes. the glass blowing contest on Netflix. So nothing like Hot Box. There is a Hot Box. Yes. But no, that's not the name of it. It's blown Away. I saw it pop up and watch it again on Netflix uh, the other day. Nice. That was a really good show. I enjoyed that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Formula One. Hey, and, and what we were actually talking about. So we know that the Vietnam, the, the 2021 calendar. This non-breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, um, the, the 2021 calendar, the other bit of news that we have gotten so far, remember how there was this talk, and, and was it last show or the show before that, that we thought that there was no way that this was happening? It was the last show, and we accurately predicted that given the fact that there was no work being done there was no track there was no track there was nothing oh and there was an environmental concern about having to cut down 
the last bit of a remaining floor, forest. Yeah, but Bernie in... Eccleston don't care about that, and neither does Herr Bolsonaro. Well, needless to say, Rio isn't happening. Yeah. So next year, the Brazilian Grand Prix will remain in Sao Paulo at Interlagos. And everyone who is shocked, please sit back down. So as of right now, our expectation, and probably as of, well, even right now as you finally are listening to this, as opposed to when we're talking and recording this, as of right now, the expectation is 22 race season and not the previous race race season. Race season. Race season. Ah, okay. Race season. All of the letters get pronounced. 22 race season. Okay. Um, As opposed to the 23 race season we originally heard. However, it does sound like Formula One is still trying to find something to fit into that gap. I know. F1 live in downtown Chicago. With actual drivers? With actual drivers. The, The problem is... Where the Vietnamese Grand Prix was supposed to be, the whole F1 circus was gonna be, is going to be in Asia. Mm-hmm. So th- this is essentially going to put a hole in the calendar between the Chinese Grand Prix and the Spanish Grand Prix. They'll go back to Malaysia. That was my thought. Is Sounds like a great opportunity to go to Malaysia. Because we'd rather you didn't go to Korea... We'd Nobody rather, wants them to go to Korea. We'd rather you did not go to India because that wasn't a great race. Um, maybe Fuji. That'd be oh. cool. That'd be cool. You know, if they're bringing in these old tracks, how about Fuji? I'll, okay, I'll, I'll make the phone call. I mean... Call Honda because I think Honda owns Fuji. So I have to call Honda... Yes. Because I can't call Chase anymore. Yep, he's gone. And eyebrows won't take my calls anymore. And Well, he's he's out too. It's a matter of having a conversation with Stefano Domenicali. And I my know Ita- he's blocking your number. My Italian is really bad and kind of limited to just cuss words. So that would be why Domenicali has not been taking my calls, I, I fear. Yeah, probably. So, anyway, I understand that since we're going to have these 22 confirmed races, we're going to be going to new and exciting places, right? Well, at, at this point, we will be going to one. But we've been talking for, what, a year about another U.S. race? Yeah, that, that's not in the cards. The, the new and exciting place we will be going to right now, the plan is Anvil. So we are going to get that race. With the banking that nobody knows anything about yet. Yeah. Well, that could be interesting. Especially mm-hmm. if they do that as a two-day weekend. It, it could be very interesting. But, as long as it doesn't break cars. Now, the other bit of news that's non-news. And not because of when we're recording it. It's just because we've been predicting this for over a year. Pretty much since the day they announced that this was a possibility. So, according to Chase Carey... Plans to run a race in Miami are on hold. But he insists the race isn't dead. It's dead. Okay, Chase and I talk. It's dead. On occasion. It's not happening. 
And I keep mentioning to him that this does not make him look good, that he keeps talking about this race that there's little to no chance of happening. And I said to him the last time I was talking to him, I said, Chase, you and I both know that there is a better chance that we're going to tear down a forest and have a race in Rio than we will in Miami. And he says, yes, yes, I know, but I can't give it up. You couldn't have gone with F1 doesn't need another race in a parking lot. Okay, that was three phone calls ago. I was a little afraid he too was going to start blocking my number. I mean, at least Chase still takes my call on occasion. No, instead he quit. (laughs) Possibly because I call a lot. He shouldn't have given me his cell phone number I text to. Anyway, Chase Carey says that it's not dead. Is it on life support? Well, he says that the reason why they're not moving forward is because of COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. Thanks, COVID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not because nobody really wants this race. So can we chalk this up as to the only positive benefit of COVID yet to date? (laughs) If COVID cancels Miami, then go COVID. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to argue that one. Now, we do know happening in 2020, and actually this is the other new place that has been announced for 2021, is Formula One has announced that they will be going to Saudi Arabia in 2021 for a night race in Jeddah and probably a street race. Am I the only human in the Western world that secretly wishes that one of these teams would pick up a female driver just for this weekend? Well, see, that's... there's, There's been a bit of irritation, frustration, criticism over this decision. So what campaign did Formula One trot out this year? Girls in Formula One. Girls on the, what did they call no. it? It was the, uh, oh, We Races One. Is there you one? go. But it was. Uh, Touting equality and fairness and diversity and all of those various bits and pieces. Racism as well. Anti-racism was another one. But it was all about equality and diversity. Yes. And then you announce a race in Saudi Arabia which promotes none of that and whose human rights record is while not the worst it's pretty dang bad but hey we races one <laughs> yeah i still think that the single best thing formula one could do you want to go to saudi arabia you go to saudi arabia i get it fine there's money there Put a girl in in the driver's seat. One of these teams. Just do it. Yeah, I, th- that would definitely be a huge... And, and yes, I get it. Saudi Arabia is... And, and the Middle East in general. It's why we go to Bahrain. It's why we go to Abu Dhabi. They are about as car crazy and car obsessed as anywhere in the United States or anywhere else in the world, if not more so. They like their fast cars. They like their flashy cars. They like the noise and all of that stuff. 
it is from that perspective a natural fit. But yeah, from a diversity perspective, from a we race as one is important to us and it matters and it's a big deal. Yeah, either put a woman driver in for the race or maybe you should go somewhere else. We race as one for the dollar? Yeah. And of course, Formula One has come out and said, well, you know, we're hoping that Formula One going there, that we would be a catalyst for change. And that, you know, because of us coming, it would make things better. And no, it won't. How's that worked in Bahrain? How's that worked in China? Okay, so Formula One thinks that they're going to bring on the Arab Spring in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. I mean, really? So I see that you've brought up a McLaren email. Yeah, because I got today. On the day that they... The the day after... Actually, no, it was two days because I think it was Friday they made this... Formula One made this announcement. Okay. And today, again, Monday, I get this email from McLaren with, We Race is One. It's more than just a hashtag. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, McLaren, who actually pointed out that one, this campaign, that was McLaren's idea. Really? They were the first one, according to McLaren, they were the first one to adopt the rainbow and to do this We Race is One thing. And Formula One went, hey, wow, that's a cool idea. We should do that too. Now, originally, McLaren says that the idea behind it, it started off as um, a, a campaign in response to COVID-19 and a return to racing and general unity that the community needed to bond together. Okay. And then Formula One came in and said, no, this is an even better idea for diversity and all this, and ran with it from there. Now, they did it according to McLaren with the blessing of McLaren, but their feeling is, well, yes, it started with this COVID thing. McLaren says that it means a lot more to us and it is exactly what what we say it is and it is about diversity and it's about inclusion and yes we have the little anti-racism sticker on the car but we are looking at all of our diversity and inclusion efforts and programs that we have in place and how can we improve them and how can we make it better because we races one means something to us more than just a hashtag Okay, so they are going to forfeit Saudi Arabia. Well, uh. and, and, and that's the question is, okay, it's, it's interesting that you put this out here. Mm-hmm. What actually is going, does this mean that you're putting pressure on Formula One to either rethink this decision or are you going to look for a way to thumb your nose at, at the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia? Or what, are, what does this actually mean? What does it mean in practice? If you Mm -hmm. want to say this is not a hashtag, Mm -hmm. and I love the thought that it's not a hashtag, Mm -hmm. but if you want to say it's not a hashtag, put your money where your mouth is. What does it mean at the end of the day? What are you going to do differently? Yeah, right now, in this email that you sent me, they're highlighting all the fundraising that they have done for um, an organization called MIND. Um, which is a mental health charity. Um, and it, that's the partnership of their We Race as One effort. Um, 
and the money that they're raising around that to support mind. Now, they also say, though, that in parallel with the work with mind, they've accelerated and intensified their focus on diversity, equality, and inclusion. Developing their DEI strategy was a priority that they had already identified, but their efforts gained further momentum in recent months in light of the end racism campaign. They have a responsibility not only to their workforce, but to motorsport and wider society to inspire people from all backgrounds to fulfill their potential. The McLaren is creates creating a culture of inclusion, development, and reward where everyone can bring their true self and best self to work and thrive, which is great. How are you going to handle Saudi Arabia? Exactly. Now, maybe, maybe McLaren will surprise us and they'll be the ones that put a female in the car. Either... You know, I would even take, if they didn't, as much as that would be a real thumb in the nose, if they just turned around and had some majority of their trackside personnel, not the marketing people, not the folks working hospitality, but those trackside personnel who were women. Well, all they have to do, I mean... Honestly, and I get the whole dynamics around putting a, a, a woman in the car for the race. Mm-hmm. A, you have free practice one. You could do a young driver yeah. deal with that. That would be a piece. But what you have to do is you could go and do a big press junket thing highlighting the women of Formula One and pluck out the people that are in STEM-like jobs, the engineers, the strategists, the college-educated, really smart women that are not just pretty faces. Okay, so... I mean, you could do something pretty phenomenal around that and not give up your seat for the race, but find a young female driver that's coming up through the ranks and give her a chance but you do it at Saudi. I mean, that's what you do. Well, the other thought is, and, and again, this is a Formula One thing, and, and they're going to need to thread the needle to keep the the kingdom of Saudi Arabia from going, all right, we're not letting fans in or something stupid like that, because I could see them doing that. But if you recall, if the season had gone off the way it was supposed to this year, I believe it was the season finality finale of the W series was supposed to be in Mexico City the same weekend as the Mexican Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. You have one of the events of the W series for 21 be that same weekend in Saudi Arabia. But it's how do you do that so that the kingdom doesn't interfere? Right. But... You don't even have to do one of the W series. Like, you don't have to get Formula One that far involved. All you have to do is, you know, if it's timed the right way, you take, you say, winner of the W series gets a test in Formula One. So McLaren goes and offers them. Hey. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you free practice one, but it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. So one of my favorite fan reactions to the announcement in Saudi Arabia, was one of the fans did a mock-up of the layout. You know, like you see in the the TV graphics, the red background with the F1 logo, and the track 
outline and they made sure that they had the the the, the hashtag we races one logo on this mock-up as well and the mock-up was essentially a line drawing of a hand with the middle finger oh my <laughs> Yeah. Which I guess is pretty much what they did to We Races 1. Exactly. But, you know. Yeah. That's, and I will tell you, I struggle very much with their anti-racism moment that happened, you know, the forced moment at the beginning of the races. I struggle with that because it's forced. Mm-hmm. To, if you walk away from that and you do something different, if you act differently, awesome. But to stand in front of everybody and go, we're committed to this. And then you have Max Verstappen call people he doesn't like Mongols. Exactly. How are we committed to this? Mm-hmm. How does that play out? It's, you know, it's that old adage. You don't judge people by what they say. You judge people by what they do. Because actions speak way louder than words. All right. So moving on. This year. Back, oh, so we, we, we can go back, back to in this time? Year. Yeah. Actually, you know, we're, we're going to do a bit of that. Is we're going to work backwards. You know, normally I put the track stuff and, and, and the season stuff at the end of the show. But because we had breaking news for us, <laughs> I put it at the front of the show. Okay. Um, so coming up. Obviously, we've got Turkey this week, as we mentioned. After that, uh, the F1 Circus goes to Bahrain Mm -hmm. for two races. Um, And the local government has announced that it will be, both races will be mostly without fans, predominantly without fans. Okay. The the stands will not be completely empty. Um, Local healthcare workers and their families um, will be invited to attend. But outside of that, uh, due to infection concerns, um, general public will not be allowed to attend. Interesting. Okay. Um, so going back again, further. Back in time? Yes. To the Emilia Romano Grand Prix. Okay. And once again to a race that was pretty good. Emila did not disappoint, like I feared. I so was afraid. We've talked about we wanted Emila for so long. And now I was afraid it was going to be Paul Ricard. It wasn't Paul Ricard. And again, like I said last week, I think it was a better race than most Monza's. It wasn't a great race, Mm -hmm. but it was a better race than most of our events at Monza the last couple of years, which that's an improvement. Yeah. Um, But... One of the big events was Max Verstappen's tire blowout and the loss of a podium and knocking him out of the race. Yes. Well, at this, Red Bull has investigated. We've gotten a little more information from Red Bull. Um, They believe that one, it was a tire failure that was instantaneous. They believe it was due to debris on the track. Okay. Which seems to be a little bit of a recurring theme here because we know that. Debris on the track also impacted Valtteri Bottas' race as well. Um, but what Christian Horner said was, this was so instantaneous, Max happened to have been on the radio talking to his engineer when the tire went. Oh, wow. There was no notice. There was no warning. It was gone. Oh, wow. I bet that had some choice words. Yeah. Now, we mentioned last week 
the picture that Mercedes shared of the recovered debris from Valtteri's, uh, it was the, yeah, it was the, did yeah, you carry round on the floor? That was either the floor. Yeah, it was the floor. It was lodged in a diffuser, but it damaged the floor is what it was. But lodged in a diffuser, what it was, and we now have the, the actual identification. We knew because it was red, it was probably from a Ferrari. Um, the part that was found was essentially Sebastian Vettel's front wing end plate. Oh, my. The entire end plate. So this was a pretty sizable piece of debris. Okay. First, Mercedes, <clears throat> now that you have the end plate, please don't copy it. <laughs> Second, there was an interview with Lewis Hamilton about how he gets the edge on Valtteri and this, that, and the other thing. And it was a very, it's a very standard Lewis interview. In the interview that he said, he goes, he stops at some point in the interview and he says, understand that Valtteri gets a short end of the stick here. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing driver and points to this that he was able to drag this piece of debris around and still, I mean, yes, he wouldn't have made it without Verstappen's um, tire blow up, but he still finished second. Mm -hmm. So, and it was truly, it was luck. It was. And and that's, I think gotta be one of the most frustrating things for Valtteri is so many times in the last two years, three years, when was Russia when he, he was leading the race and hit the debris. Was that uh, that three was, years ago, or was that yeah, two years ago? Yeah, it was his first ago? year. As... Oh, that was not in Russia. That was in, uh, uh, it was the Super Mario Grand Prix, ba- uh, Azerbaijan, Baku. Um, but that was the first year he was partnered with Lewis. No, it was second. I thought it was the first. No, at least the second. It may have been later than that, but because it was fairly recent. Okay. So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, also ESPN turning around and being a little bit cheeky and said this was the first time Ferrari had been on the podium all season. It's a unique way to make the podium there, Ferrari. So Valtteri is, however, fairly upset about this. Um, from the perspective of, one, the debris was left out there because he hit it in, I want to say, the third lap or the fourth lap. And this occurred on the first lap. And nobody came out to recover this debris. It was left out there for a while. There were no yellow flags, nothing. Mm. There was So there was no warning. He saw it at the last minute. Swerved so that he didn't take it over one of his tires and puncture a tire. But instead ended up catching it in the floor and wedging it in the diffuser. Oh, wow. And then proceeded to drive the rest of the race with mm-hmm. it. So... Yeah, it cost him about 0.8 seconds per lap of performance, and team data showed it robbed the car of 50 points of downforce. Oh, my. Now, what that's a point of scale on, I, I don't know, but 50 points meant something because it was eight-tenths of a second. Well, I mean, I think that we need to realize what a razor's edge these yeah. cars do work under. And, I mean, this picture is amazing. The thing is larger than an 8 by 10 sheet of paper. Oh, it was big. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a bit bothered by that. We have not gotten an answer from the FIA as to why they didn't react. And I mean, the reality was 
since this was early in the race, the the field should have been bunched up enough that there was time to get out there. You would think. But they would have had to have noticed that it was there. Yeah. And if it was laying flat, they might not have seen it. If it was upside down and not red, you know, the red side wasn't up, they might not have seen it. I mean, it's all of those things. I mean, in the benefit of the doubt side. But where was the marshal? Where was the marshal that was covering that corner? Yeah. And we we know they have spaced out the marshals a bit more, and that may be some of the issue too. Well, that's a problem. By the way... So, two-day race weekend format, mm-hmm. teams are kind of split on it. Oh. Um, some think it's kind of cool, and the others are like, yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> data. I, Need the data. I, I still go back to shortening a week. As much as, yes, I get you're trying to, to save money and save the wear and tear on the teams, but less time with the cars on track is not a, not a good thing. No. I mean, I I want them to have as much experience going out as humanly possible. I'm just thinking from a fan perspective. Less time of the cars on track is not a good thing. Of course, that presupposes that we will have fans again someday. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay, so in other news, Formula One has banned teams from using 3D cameras. Why would they need 3D cameras? So the idea is to help discourage copying. Okay. So you use a three-dimensional camera to help image competitors' cars. It's going by and better, or, or to make it easier to reverse engineer said cars. Because, you know, it, it, it's worked so well for Force India. I mean, because they're... Racing point. Because they're totally dominating yeah. since they copied a car. Um Here's the question. I thought they were using carbon paper. So actually, you know, backing up a second. So, you know, we're, we're, we're mocking Racing Point for copying here. And, mm-hmm. and they, they deserve it. But, okay, so Perez is doing okay. Yeah. Not going, doing great, but he's doing okay. Stroll, on the other hand, is driving like Lance Stroll. Copying didn't help him. I, well, I was going to say, maybe that's where the problem is for them. Maybe, but Stroll's daddy bought him a team. (laughs) The boss's son. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not amused that you missed my joke, though. Which one? The the, the carbon paper? Yeah. It's how you get carbon fiber, right? Yes, definitely. (laughs) You need a lot of it, though. Well, it's layered. Yeah, very layered. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nicholas Tambot, actually... Um, he was talking about previous stuff. So FIA team, let's start that statement over again. The FIA states that teams will not be allowed to use the photographs or images combined with software that converts them to point clouds, curves, surfaces, or allows CAD geometry to be overlaid onto or extracted from the photograph or image. The use of stereo photogrammetry, 3D cameras, or any 3D stereoscopic techniques... Um, which I guess means that you can't, you, you remember the, in the antique stores, they've got the, the stereo photo thingies. Yeah. Stereographs. Yeah. The stereo, you, you can't use a stereograph. Oh, darn. Because I have one. Actually, I just want to see Adrian Newey with the stereograph trying to draw. 
Um, they also cannot use any form of contact or non-contact surface scanning, which I think means carbon papers out. Oh. Um, oh, so what about like when we used to take the trips to the battlegrounds and the graveyards and stuff and did the, the crayon over the paper and did the rubbings? Could you do a rubbing of a car? Any form of contact or non-contact surface scanning. So I think even the rubbings are not going to work. Okay, so I cannot rub a Mercedes car is what you're telling me. It depends on how and why. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me no rubbing Mercedes F1. Now, well, so I I will tell you after my experience at the um, Enzo Ferrari Museum in, um, not Marinello, um, in Modena, that they do take a very dim view to any kind of rubbing, touching physical contact at all even breathing heavy on the formula one car or any of the ferraris for that matter very dim view um this is the part of the trip that i don't think you've shared were you breathing heavy on the car it was not me but i did watch a 20-ish or so year old gentleman discover that one of the ferraris that was on display was unlocked he discovered it twice and on the second time security came up to him and had a conversation (laughs) (laughs) okay but it was not me you are not 20 something i I figured that in the description um (laughs) that you were excluded because you are no longer in your 20s right but that was how i saw that they take besides the signs a very dim view so you did not get to rub a Ferrari? No. Okay. I mean, there, there were a couple that... Ooh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the older ones, not the newer ones. The older ones are the cool ones. Well, yeah, because the older cars have curves, not angles. Mm-hmm. That is the distinct difference. I think it was Sophia Lorenz Ferrari that was the dark blue. Ooh. Nice was car. it her Ferrari or her that was giving you the No, it was, it was her Ferrari. Pretty sure that's who it was. Okay. It was her Ferrari. Anyway, so Williams. Yes. Uh, Williams is swapping out some team personnel, some trackside team personnel. Not drivers, but trackside team personnel. Uh, because after the last two races, uh, they had personnel test positive with COVID-19. Uh-oh. So they are being forced to make some staffing changes for Turkey Okay. as a result of that. Um, Roman Grosjean. Yes. I know you've been waiting to hear about Roman Grosjean. Roman, and in a way it's not a huge surprise because he's complained about this in the past. Um, although I think it's less of a big deal now. Um, but Roman says that he is really uncomfortable with the fact that anything that a driver says on the radio can get broadcast. And he's caught crap in the past for um, complaining about the performance of the car and the handling and his fellow drivers and being at times fairly emotional on the radio. Not nearly as emotional as Angry Seb was, but fairly emotional on the radio. And he thinks that, you know, this really isn't fair. Now, his point, and this is where I, I kind of agree with him, is that 
his point is that if you look at any other sport, regardless of what that sport is, there is really no live in action audio of an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't hear what the batter is saying and what the pitcher is saying in a baseball game or what any of the players are saying on the football pitcher. And you, you don't hear any of that. But you hear everything that, that goes on from a Formula One driver. And, and the truth is, we don't hear as much of it on the world feed, and especially now, actually. I think they, they, they're broadcasting a lot less. But if you watch in the F1 app or some of these other channels, you can hear every single thing that happens from every single driver throughout the whole thing. And he says, you know, besides the fact that these other athletes don't get mic'd and don't get covered the way we do, you got to remember that a lot of what you're hearing and what's going on, this is a driver who is, this is a person who is very stressed. He's jacked up on adrenaline. He's hurling a car around the narrow confines of a racetrack at upwards of 300 kilometers an hour. And sometimes in close proximity to other drivers who may or may not be nearly as aware of what's going on around them. Emotions are high. Mm-hmm. And they're very charged. And as a result, like he says, and, and he doesn't say this to, to apologize for comments that Max has made or comments that Lando Norris has made or some of the other folks, some of the other drivers have made. But he says that, you know, this is a time of very raw emotion and that's what you're hearing and then drivers get hammered for it and it's really not fair. Okay. <clears throat> he, he has a point to a point. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every human when stressed will say things that are raw mm-hmm. and their base. They're, you go to someone's base that way. In a way... I believe that these are the most pure moments of these athletes. Mm -hmm. And in such, by broadcasting them, you are getting the purest sense of them. That's why they get hammered for some of the things that they say. Because even Angry Seb, and I am not one to defend Angry Seb, (laughs) but even Angry Seb, he let out a string of obscenities. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. He, you know, they complain about the other drivers. He's not giving me room. He hit me. He did. He he did this. I, I'm innocent. Well, all of the stuff that, quite frankly, you and I say in normal road rage. You know, driving around the roads. Yes, he's cutting no. me off. Okay, we try not to get. Quite so heated, but yeah. All of those things. I, I never once threatened Charlie Whiting. Excellent. Um, and those things are inappropriate, but those things are inappropriate whether you are calm or stressed. So in one regard, I disagree with Roman in that it is a moment where you have a vision of the purest self, their base self. With that, I think that it should call to their attention that they need to check themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to get down to their base and put themselves right. Because 
universally, we don't hear all of the drivers saying those types of things. Yeah. So if some of them don't say that, then perhaps you have a sense of there's some there's some differences. The other thing that I would mention is that if he wants to compare himself to a baseball player or a football player or a basketball player, those sports traditionally don't have the mics on the 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 athletes or the coaches. Mm-hmm. But every motorsport in the world does. And it's fairly traditional that if you happen to be trackside, that tapping into those team radios is very normal. Yeah, and, and they're broadcasting it to provide fans who are not at the track more of a trackside experience. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what I could see Formula One doing, since my understanding is they don't necessarily broadcast those live anyway, is if Formula One got more aggressive with bleeping some of this stuff, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Well, I was going to say, I think it's on Formula One to edit out what they need to edit. Yeah. But the the other thing, and and this is why I I think it is fairly important, is there are very few ways in Formula One to humanize a driver. Mm Mm-hmm. To see them as more than just the car that is barreling down the track. And they're really, I mean, for us, we want to see those personalities. We want that to come out. You know, that's why we focus on so much of what's going on on the side of the track as opposed to what's going on on the track is we like all of that other drama and all of that. So for Formula One to go and air that stuff and for us we we want to hear it mm-hmm. but I wouldn't begrudge it just like they did in the angry Seb years I wouldn't begrudge Formula One for bleeping some of it out at least we would know that there is emotion and that there is a driver that is expressing themselves and this is not robo racing it's not robo racing or remote control racing um, but before you leave mm-hmm. Roman I want to mention that it's likely that Roman is not well-liked amongst the paddock. I mentioned this. I've certainly seen definitely mixed reactions to him over the years. Well, I just mentioned this because Roman has reportedly mentioned that after his exit announcement that he would not be at Haas next year. Mm-hmm. Only one other Formula One driver reached out to him. Was it George Russell? Uh, I don't know. And and the reason why I asked that... Uh, is you are correct. Interesting. So, so the reason why I thought it might be George, and admittedly this happened after Roman's announcement, um, was, as you recall, George's big incident last weekend was crashing under the safety car. Mm-hmm. Something that Roman did in Azerbaijan a couple of years ago. Very, very similar situation. Cold tires trying to warm him up and the car went off and lost control. And George was beating himself up pretty soundly over that. And, and I think continues to beat himself up over it. 
one of the first drivers that we know of to reach out to George was Roman. Mm -hmm. And Roman said of, you know, I get it. It's hard. It's brutal. But this is from someone who has been there before. What you're doing is mega. Do not let this hold you down. We all it happens to everybody at some point. The direct quote was, ah. man, I know the feeling. We'll take some time to forget it. But what you what you do is mega. Keep pushing. Mm-hmm. That, that was class. It, it was. And since then, we've heard not similar sentiments coming from everyone from Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolf to a variety of other areas of, yeah, it sucks. It's character building and... Every driver has these. The best ones are the ones that this builds them and makes them better and mm-hmm. makes them stronger. Yeah. But yes, George Russell was the only F1 driver to reach out to Roman after his, I'm leaving F1. I'm packing up my toys and going home. Haas doesn't want me back. Yeah. I don't bring enough cash for Haas. Yeah. So what is Haas going to do for drivers next year? Well... While we we kind of expected this, the best that we know is that they're probably going with rookie drivers to the point that Gunther Steiner has come out and said that um, he's accepting that, that there's obviously a risk if they sign two rookie drivers for 2021, but it presents an opportunity for the team and he accepts that risk, which means buckle up. It's going to be a crappy season because Haas is going with rookie drivers. I'm still in. (laughs) There's still a chance. (laughs) I could be that girl in Saudi Arabia. You don't bring enough money. Oh. Uh, Because that's where we are with Haas next year. But I'm an American. I'm a girl. I mean, think of all of the, the press. You know... Though it would be really hard to keep my job. To, to be completely serious, what would make the most sense and for Haas to still get what they're looking for? Nico Hulkenberg should go off to Red Bull. As much as that's... Red Bull's got to eat some crow there to bring Nico in. But Nico should go to Red Bull um, and be the number two to Max and realize that he's being brought there to be the number two to Max. And Sergio Perez should go to Haas and bring all of his Mexican Carlos Slim money Mm -hmm. to Haas instead of going with an unproven rookie and then bring in Mick Schumacher for the other seat and let Nico Hulken, or not Nico, let Sergio be that same stabilizing influence. Well, actually, I would bet you that Sergio would probably pair better with Mick than he is with Lance. Well, we would think that anybody would pair better with Mick than Lance. Yeah. But but I think Mick Schumacher would develop more partnered with a Sergio Perez and they would bring, bring both of them would bring significant amount of money which Haas needs. Mm-hmm. And it would be less risk than bringing in two rookie drivers. And oh, by the way, you bring in Sergio Perez, you got a chance of points. Yeah. That's the thing. If the car can score points, Sergio will get you points. 
And you'll have somebody that can give you some consistent feedback. Yeah. And some knowledgeable feedback, which is what you need to go forward into 2022. But, yeah, Gunther says that he accepts the risk of an all-rookie lineup. Well, I'm glad to hear it for one, because, you know, I'm st- it's still possible. Okay, you're saying that there's a chance, <laughs> but nobody else's. And on that note, we'll call it a show. We are so glad you came. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Are they all gone? Is is everybody gone? (laughs) Huh? Good. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. I can't keep smiling like this anymore. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. A little break? Okay.